Welcome to the Dr. Bungo Podcast. This is episode 112. We are, uh, you know, just grooving in this new year. We had some crazy rain here uh, in New York. And, you know, the older I get, the more I appreciate getting rain versus snow. Because this literally would have been like three feet of snow had it been snow instead of rain. So I'm grateful for that. Um, but it did rain quite a bit. It was real windy. Um, and it was like 50-something degrees here in New York yesterday, which was, you know, felt like spring. Um, so the weather is doing its weird, wacky stuff, but uh, we're just still, you know, plugging away. Um, so anyways, this podcast is going to be more of like a Thoughts of the Week podcast. And I'm actually going to share with you a story uh, um, about a patient I saw earlier in the week. But just kind of had me just thinking in general um, about how horrible health insurance is. <laughs> this is going to be another one of those health insurance company slamming podcasts and this is like a real world example um just demonstrating how nefarious these companies are and how they just really truly they just don't give an shit about you um and they don't really care about their bottom line so earlier this week um it was on monday uh, in my new york city office I saw a young patient, a young a kid, but he actually wasn't a kid. He was like in his, his late 20s, but that's how old I'm getting that someone in their late 20s is a kid to me. Uh, but he came to me with like a pretty significant rash, you know, all over his body, particularly like on his trunk, his chest, his arms, you know, the upper body, a little bit on his legs. And uh, he actually came from upstate New York. He drove like 250 miles to come see me. Um, he came from a town called Elmira, New York, which is, you know, like, just it's kind of like pretty far northwest of uh, New York City, and uh, he saw like a local dermatologist. Uh, interestingly, that local dermatologist was bought by one of the with these private equity companies that I rail on. Um, so he kind of was just you know he saw that the rash had been going on since like December, going on for about a month or so. Saw someone up there, wasn't moving the needle, wasn't really getting any better, and uh, I guess he just found me on Google, made an appointment, and drove down. Literally drove down that morning. He must have left his house at like you know, like three in the morning or something to come to this appointment. Really, really sweet kid. And when I saw him, he had this really extensive rash. And, um, you know, I explained to him, hey, listen, there's a couple of things that this could be. But the only way we're really going to figure this out is by taking a small skin biopsy so I could look at your skin under the microscope and kind of determine which fork we're going to go down in the road in terms of treatment. And uh, we have to do a little bit of blood work just to kind of rule out any other conditions that this could possibly be. And... His first question to me was, whoa, he's like, you know, like, how much is all that going to cost? Because, you know, I have a, a deductible. And, um, you know, the truth is, I really don't know how much how much it's exactly going to cost, because the crazy way this world works is every single insurance company reimburses at a different rate. And it's not only that, like if you have like Aetna, there's like 10 different Aetna plans that could reimburse at different rates as well. So it's actually impossible for your doctor to know exactly how much they're going to get reimbursed for a particular procedure. That is if they get reimbursed at all, because sometimes you'll take care of your patient, you'll submit your claim, and the insurance company will be like, ah, you know what, we're not going to pay you for that. So even though you already took care of your patient, and what I say is like, you know, even though your patient was served a filet mignon and ate it, when the check comes, they'll be like, hey, the insurance company is going to, even though the insurance company is supposed to pay for it, they'll say, ah, you know what, we're not going to pay for it. So anyways, that's a, that's a, that's a story for another podcast but going back to this patient you know it just it really just hit me to my core that this poor guy had this really debilitating rash it was 
very itchy. It was very disfiguring. He was incredibly uncomfortable, so much so that he drove 250 miles from upstate New York to come see me. But his first thought was, shoot, how much is this going to cost because I have a deductible? Now, he's employed. He works in, I think he worked in finance or, or something like that. And um, he gets insurance. So his company, his say his insurance, and this is like low-balling it, but say his insurance costs like 700 bucks a month, which most of the insurances actually cost much more than that. Um, but say it costs 700 bucks a month, right? So every year, his insurance costs like 8,400 bucks a month, right? But he has uh, 8,400 bucks for the year, rather. But he probably has like a two or three thousand dollar deductible, right? So he's got to pay out of pocket before his insurance kicks in, even though you know it's the company might be paying for like part of his insurance or most of it, and he might be contributing every month. So he's contributing like 200 bucks a month. He's still contributing, you know. 2400 bucks a year out of his paycheck annually towards his health insurance. His company is paying for the rest of it, but he's still got to pay like 3000 bucks out of pocket before his insurance kicks in. So it's obviously like a very rational question. And this is someone who had like good insurance. He worked for some big finance company. Um, but, you know, he was appropriately concerned about the cost. And, you know, what I told him was, listen, like, you know, it's going to be in like the hundreds of dollars, not thousands of dollars. Like you're not going to go broke with this, but unfortunately, you know, you've seen somebody, you haven't got the answer you wanted. This is the way we're going to figure things out. And, uh, I'm going to be able to help you. You know, what I usually tell my patients is we have a lot of patients that, you know, see a bunch of doctors and come see us. And what I usually tell them is we're the last stop on the train. We will figure this out. You know, just have to, you know, we just have to go through the motions to put an appropriate diagnosis on what you have. And then, you know, go through the course or courses of treatment that might be involved. So anyways, we did the biopsy. We did the blood work. I got it back the next day. We called him, said, hey, this is what I think you got. Um, this is what we're going to do about it. And because you live so far away, in a couple of weeks, let's do like a telehealth visit, like a remote virtual visit. Just, you know, you'll probably be better, but there might be a couple of extra additional steps we need to take to kind of get you to the finish line. And uh, what he, my PA actually called him. And, my P, and what he told my PA was, hey, listen, you know, I really don't want to set that up because I'm afraid of how much it's going to cost. Again, totally appropriate and I totally get it but just think about that so this is someone who is sick you know they have a really I mean if you saw pictures of this rash you'd be like whoa um, the rash was so bad that he was willing to drive 250 miles to New York City to come see me to get the help that he needs uh, there's some diagnostic tests that were needed to make the diagnosis obviously you know he was concerned about the cost of that which is normal um, and then he was concerned about making a follow-up visit just to make sure you know we get him full circle and get him fully treated. Now, someone who's sick, who has health insurance, shouldn't be thinking about that, right? Like, you know, he's insured. His insurance company should be paying for whatever it is that's afflicting him uh, because he's paying, you know, whatever amount of dollars a year. In his case, let's just say it's $8,400 a year. It's probably much more than that, but I'm lowballing it. And the reason why insurance companies do that is because for two reasons. One is obviously they want to maximize their profits. And the way insurance companies maximize their profit is they deny services to patients. So say, oh, you need to get an MRI. Nah, nah, we're not going to cover that. You don't need it. And they also do it by denying reimbursements to doctors. So you know, a doctor will see a patient submit their bill. The insurance company looks at the bill and they're just supposed to, you know, they say, okay, it looks right. We'll pay it. But the insurance company will play all these games and the delay payment or they'll say, ah, you know what? We're not going to cover it. So the doctor's kind of screwed, right? The doctor already took care of the patient, did what needs to be done, got their patient cured, but then they have to fight the insurance company to get reimbursed for it. So we all put our money into the pot. 
the insurance company makes money by sitting on that pot of gold. They don't want to give it for patient care. They don't want to pay the doctors. They want to deny patients their care. So the deductible actually, as was the case with this patient, you know, he didn't set up the follow-up visit that he needs because his deductible was a deterrent for him to seek the health care he needs. That is insane. And, you know, deductibles go up every year. You know, like what every year my deductible goes up. My premium also goes up every year. I think now I'm paying $4,000 a month for my family's health care insurance. And I have like a $5,000 some crazy deductible on top of that. Um, but you know what? You, you know what also goes up? is the profitability of health insurance companies and the salaries that these CEOs make. And it's all off the backs of patients and the doctors who care for them. What's the purest relationship in the world? I'm seeing my patient. I'm seeing this rash. I want him to get better. I'm doing the things I need to do to get him better, right? Pure relationship. Patient comes to me in need. I'm there to help him. I want to help him. We want to get him better. We're both on the same page. But the insurance companies on the other side of the fence being like, ah, you know, how can I maximize, or actually in their mind, how can I minimize how much this is going to cost me? Well, my patient's going to have, I'm going to give the patient a high deductible so they're scared to go to the doctor. And then, you know, on the back end of things, we'll try to screw the doctor in whatever way we can. But their whole goal is to hold on to that pot of gold as much as possible. And it's crazy. And it's up to patients and doctors to speak up about this. And it actually had me just thinking about insurance companies in general. Insurance has got to be the shadiest business there is. Uh, I'm going to share a couple of the stories with you guys. Um, so I have I had this homeowner's policy. The company's called Pure Insurance, which is supposed to be some like great insurance company. Um, and you know, every year I'm paying some crazy amount of money for my homeowner's insurance to this, you know, Pure Insurance. And a couple of years ago, we had uh, some tropical or some we had some big storms and um, I had some trees that fell down. You know, there's a lot of trees where I live and some damage and stuff. And we had to file a claim, you know, and also, you know, probably on top of the premium I pay, I had some deductible. Whatever, I don't know what it was, 5,000, 10,000, whatever it was, but we had some pretty extensive damage and we had to file a claim. So we went through the motions, the insurance company, you know, paid for the balance of the claim after we paid our deductible. But when the year turned and it was time for us to renew our policy, they dropped us. So they said, Oh, well, so first of all, there's no way this insurance company wasn't incredibly profitable from the premiums that I paid them. You know, year after year after year after year, I paid them a crazy premium. I never filed a claim. Even the year I filed the claim, my premium that year was more than the claim I filed anyways. So, you know, they were still profitable because the claim they had to pay was less than my premium. But because they had to pay something to their person that, you know, is paying them to be insured by them, they dropped me. And the more I talk to like folks about this, the more I realize that happens to everybody. So insurance companies, they love you. Health insurance companies love you as long as you're paying your premium, but you don't go to the doctor and don't need them because that is pure profit for them. You're paying the money into the pot. You're not taking anything out of it. They're just getting rich, 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 rich off of that. Homeowners insurance companies, they love that too, right? You're paying into the pot, paying into the pot. As long as you don't use your insurance, you're gold. But the second you use it, they're going to drop your ass, which they dropped me. Uh, but one of my buddies was telling me a story where, you know, he was driving. It was a couple, you know, many years ago when it actually still snowed in New York. And there was a snowstorm and he hit a patch of ice and his car veered off the road and hit a tree. And he filed an insurance claim because he had some, you know, a fair amount of damage on his car. And guess what? That year, his car insurance company dropped him. So for like a decade, he was paying his premiums to his insurance company, his car insurance company. 
Um, and, uh, you know, he never had a claim. So they were loving him. He kept putting money into their pot, money into their pot. And he never had to take any money out because he never had a claim. But the second he had a claim, they dropped him. Now, health insurance companies can't do that. You know, there are some laws saying they can't, you know, not give you insurance if you have a pre-existing condition or whatever the case may be. Um, but they could screw you in other ways. And the way they screw you as a patient is they give you a deductible. And I don't really know anyone who doesn't have a deductible anymore, to be honest with you. Like almost all of my patients have some sort of a deductible. Um, but, you know, what I have noticing in addition to that is that deductible amount is increasing from year to year. And it is absolutely insane, you know, because these insurance companies are incredibly profitable. I mean, it's insane how profitable they are. And it's so crazy that they're so profitable off of healthcare, off of patients and doctors. It is just absolutely immoral. It is shameless. It is vile. It's disgusting. These are amongst the most disgusting institutions that exist. And I think the more we all talk about this collectively, the more awareness there'll be and the more we can push back collectively as citizens, because you know our legislators aren't going to do anything for us because the insurance companies, political action committees are in their pockets. You know, things aren't really going to change. In fact, I was watching the Republican debate. Yesterday, and Nikki Haley was saying, oh, yeah, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to cut down costs. We're going to give more. We're going to give more money to the Medicare Advantage plans. Patients love the Medicare Advantage plans. I did a podcast about this. Medicare Advantage plans are absolute crap. They are basically, you know, private health insurance administering, getting paid by the government to administer health care for people who um, are of age to have Medicare. And they use these same tactics. You know, they the way they make their money is they keep the government's money, you know, the government puts money into their pot, and the way the insurance companies are profitable is they deny services for their patients. So, you know, you need an MRI and you have a Medicare Advantage plan, good luck I'm trying to get one because, you know, 9.9 .9 times out of 10, that is gonna be denied because it costs the insurance companies too much of their profit to, you know, give you the test that you need. Um, so anyways, our elected officials aren't gonna do shit for us. You know, it's up to us as citizens, as patients, and as doctors to be as vocal as we possibly can. So anyways, that's my story of the week. Those are my thoughts of the week. Um, as you know, I'm no fan of private health insurers. They are the worst, absolute worst, immoral, disgusting, vile, shameful institutions that exist. So food for thought. This weekend, I hope you all have a wonderful, restful weekend. Are just ready to crush the week ahead. This is the time of year where folks start losing some steam when it comes to uh, you know their New Year's resolutions. So if you've been good, you've been going to the gym and we're getting your workouts in three or four times a week, but you're starting to lose a little steam. Don't give up. Push through it. Push through all the static friction that you're feeling, that little loss of momentum. You just got to push through it. Do another for another couple of weeks, and it becomes part of who you are. So with that, I will close this podcast. Let's get it. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The full video for this podcast can be found on either YouTube or Facebook. Let's get it.